What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Guaranteed Entertainment. I'm your host, Garen Schantz, and it is a wonderful Thursday afternoon here in the DFW Metroplex. And we have a great podcast in store for you today. I'm going to give you my Game of Thrones reaction to the finale, and then I'm going to give you what TV shows are you going to watch now to fill that Game of Thrones void. And I'm going to break that down for you, and I want to give you an amazing recipe to make at home because you will never want to stop cooking it. It is that good. And then I wanted to give you one restaurant that you should go and try if you're over here in the DFW Metroplex. But first, let me start off by saying, hey, I still have a ton of stickers left. So go ahead and shoot me a DM on Twitter or Instagram, Twitter at Chance underscore five. That's S-C-H-A-N-T-Z underscore five or on Instagram at Sean's 5 altogether. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review for the podcast because I love you all and I would greatly appreciate it. Let's get on that front cover of Apple Podcasts and of Spotify Podcast. But let's go ahead and jump into my Game of Thrones reaction. I don't... I, I liked it. I mean, I liked it, but didn't like it. That's basically the only way I can describe it. I think there was a lot of storylines that were left kind of unanswered I should say and the first thing that comes to mind is Aegon Targaryen also known as Jon Snow so Jon Snow it ended with season seven with Jon Snow being Aegon Targaryen and he had said that before the episode for the Battle of Winterfell the Long Night episode where they fought the White Walkers and that was kind of where you saw Daenerys get a little upset and nervous about Jon being a Targaryen and they completely just left that storyline alone. I mean, he, he would have been the rightful king. So, therefore, in that season finale, whenever he... And spoiler alert, you might want to mute the podcast. But whenever he stabs and kills Daenerys, I wanted him to be king. Jon would have been a great king instead of Bran. I mean, Bran in the earlier episode said, I can't be lord of anything whenever they try to make him lord of the north or lord of Winterfell. Because he's the three-eyed raven. So that just makes no sense to me that they would just make him king because that just adds up to the whole thing with them be making this season eight just feel completely rushed. It just seemed like they didn't think it out enough. I don't I don't know why they... I mean, I would have been fine if waiting another year or two years for the book to come out. And then if they based it off the book like they have with all the other seasons, I would have loved it. And I think that the book is probably going to be better than that final finale and there was even a thing going around on social media i think it was on twitter it was a petition to rewrite game of thrones season eight and the per the girl that plays sansa stark sophie turner shot that down on social media saying that it was disrespectful to do that and for all the hard work they had put in and there was some comments under there that had said basically well, it was disrespectful that the season felt so rushed for fans that have dedicated so much of their time and money for buying merchandise of Game of Thrones stuff for them to rush this final season and for them to make Daenerys turn into a horrible person, even though she's been a really likable character throughout the entire Game of Thrones series and her development. Jon Snow basically going back to castle black and going north and being the being the uh leader of the free world i guess you should say i don't know how i feel about that and and i agree with that fan's comment on the, on her post 
because there's so much that you could have just done better, especially for the two riders. I think it's like David Benioff and, and uh, what's the other one? DB Weiss or something. It's something like that. I don't know. But they could have done better. And that's all I say. It could have been better. And I'm not disappointed because all good things have to come to an end at some point. But it just didn't seem to exactly get where I wanted it to go, if you know what I'm saying. And I I, I would have been fine if Arya had, had killed Cersei, but they had Cersei and Jaime just get smashed by rocks in King's Landing. And I will say that Peter Dinklage that plays Tyrion Lannister, the scene wherever he is uncovering his brother and sister, Jamie and Cersei, that acting that that he, Peter Dinklage, has played as Tyrion has been spectacular along with his character. That was one of the few positives of this Game of Thrones season along with Kit Harington and Sophie Turner's done amazing as well and along with Macy Williams, but it's really the writer's fault, I think, that's made this final season not so great. And, and there's so much more I just wanted to get out of it, but it just wasn't there. So I I hope that eventually in this spinoff that they're making of the prequels, I think it's prequels, I think it's like a couple thousand years earlier, actually. Actually, I saw it on the internet here. Let me pull it back up. Uh, okay, so it says here that, let me scroll all the way down. This is an article. It's digital from digitaltrends.com by Rick Marshall. So let me scroll on down here. This is a part of my TV show things. But it says, Untitled Game of Thrones prequel series. It says, Set thousands of years before the events of Game of Thrones. This series set in that same universe is... No, Siri, I don't want you to come up. This series set in that same universe is an obvious one for fans to look forward to. Even though we don't know when it's going to make its way to television, still... With Naomi Watts in a lead role and all of the momentum of Game of Thrones behind it, this series is looking like another hit in the making for HBO. And I think that there's so much more that they can do spinoff-wise. I know some people were very disappointed with Arya trying to go west of Westeros and her turning into like Christopher Columbus or Dora the Explorer, which I thought was super cheesy. They could have done so much better with her character. And I just would have liked if Arya maybe became a leader somewhere maybe in Essos or something I don't know I just wasn't happy with what they did with Arya and maybe they'd make if they changed it up and if they did rewrite it and changed her character I would love to have more of an Arya based kind of TV series or I mean Jon Snow was a focal point of Game of Thrones along with Daenerys Targaryen so those two, I don't know if they'll be touched on again, which by the way, Kit Harington and Amelia Clark did a phenomenal job playing these characters and them able to get an audience and a following and people to love them so much. It's, I mean, that's how you know those are, those are just great actors and actresses that, that the Game of Thrones writers and the whole cast and crew were able, able to collect. It was just, it was a spectacular cast, but just kind of a, eh ending season eight wasn't great i i wasn't upset that Arya had killed the night king though like so many people were josh conrad who i had on the show you had heard him say he wasn't happy with Arya killing the night king and it did happen a little fast and they probably could have done more with the night king i don't like that they made that episode come so quick i would have liked if the night king had come to king's landing and went after cersei or something and then 
those in the north had to come and attack the White Walkers. Now, that would have been interesting because that would kind of be a plot twist. And season seven or like season eight, I think it's like after the first episode of season eight, it showed the White Walkers approaching Winterfell. Now, if they had taken a turn and started heading towards King's Landing and started raiding those villages, that would have been a little more interesting, I think. And I think it would have made the series better as a whole instead of rushing Daenerys' character and turning her into a mad queen like her father was as the Mad King. And I didn't like also, first off, whoever, the character, I can't remember his name, uh, that basically took over, man, why can't I think, the Greyjoy, the Greyjoy brother that, one way, you're on, you're on. I hated Euron. That was a terrible character. I could have done without him in it at all. And the fact that he was able to, with with a, however, wherever this is set in, there's no way that a crossbow is that accurate to shoot a dragon that is 300 yards in the air. That's stupid. That is completely stupid. And I didn't like that they just captured and killed Masande so quick. They made Grey Worm turn bad. Just the whole thing, the final three episodes were just really, really bad. And it's all good things have to come to an end, which I understand. And Game of Thrones is going to go down as one of the best TV series ever made. And it should because it's it's gotten so much. And they just left a lot of storylines opened. I mean, there was the... Just like when uh, Melisandre had showed... Earlier on, it had said, it, when she saw Arya, I see blue eyes, brown eyes, and green eyes. Well, the blue eyes were the were the Night King, so that was supposed to happen. Brown eyes were Walder Frey, whom she killed. And the green eyes, it didn't even it didn't even have anyone that she killed with green eyes. So that was completely ignored. And I saw that as a fan theory as well on Twitter. So there's a lot of outrage on Twitter after the show, and which is rightfully understood. I, I liked the show, but I just wasn't completely satisfied with it. So, it's got to end at some point. Maybe they should have done a couple more episodes, which they should have, especially after Jon kills Daenerys. I mean, that's like a whole nother three seasons that they need to come out after. But they didn't. They just rushed it. I didn't like the ending exactly. And the fact that Bran ended up being king. I mean, oh well. I mean, Bran's not a bad guy or anything. It's not like I didn't like Bran, but he was basically useless in all of season eight. And he's basically that kid in a group project that gets an A that does nothing because he really didn't do much. He just kind of would stand around and stare at the other main character. So it was just kind of kind of pointless to have him as king. But, oh well, things, things got to happen. So I guess, I mean, one way or the other, they ended up all being lords and kings of whatever, except for Arya. Arya whenever went and turned into Dora the Explorer. So, so when Sansa, independent kingdom, that's fine. I was fine with that. And I knew Sansa would probably rule the north. I've preferred Jon to rule the north if he wasn't going to get to be king. But that didn't happen, obviously. He's now king of the free people, past the wall. And I don't know if you noticed, whenever in that scene, whenever Jon went past the wall, there was a little bit of green through the snow. That means the winter is coming to an end. And that means that maybe all that snow is going to melt and that there's going to be green up past the wall so that was really cool i thought that they added that little detail in there it's as they're walking past the wall with ghost and john and tormund 
and I noticed that little thing and I thought that that was really neat and something you should pay attention to. Another thing that really bothered me was how many mishaps that there were in the Game of Thrones casting. How are you going to leave a water bottle and a Starbucks cup in a season eight? Like if that doesn't tell you how rushed this was, they didn't even pay attention to little things like that, that never happened in any of the seasons before yet. It happened not once, but twice in the most popular TV show in the world. That was kind of ridiculous on Game of Thrones side. It could have been better, should have been better, but there's going to be spinoffs that I'm super excited about. I would love to see a spinoff of Ned Stark in his younger days, along with Robert Baratheon and the Mad King. And I, I enjoy seeing the dragons and the special effects, which I thought was really cool that they used in the final episode of Game of Thrones whenever Drogon melts the Iron Throne. But I don't like how Drogon just kind of disappears and then Bran says, oh, let me go find him. And then, what, did he ever find him? Nothing. It's There's just so much that could have happened, and, and it didn't. There's so much open-ended stuff that never closed. So I'm not completely satisfied. It's over, which stinks, but there's going to be more. There's going to be more stuff similar to Game of Thrones. That same, Those same writers are going to make more content and push it out on HBO. And it's still going to be good. We're all going to watch it. And it's... We're all probably going to love it, which I don't know. I, if we are not, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. But I really think that we'll end up liking it because it's it's a cool... I, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, it was a great series. Just season eight wasn't as great as I hoped it would be. And along with... I, didn't, I also didn't like how many characters they killed off, like the mountain and the hound and them just jumping into the fire like that second to last episode was kind of pitiful too because that was when they made Daenerys turn mad just a lot of stuff that could have been better that should have been better so if that petition actually did work where they'd rewrite Game of Thrones season 8 I would love it I would love to try and rewatch it again and see or I mean I would rewatch it but I would love to see them try and remake it to where let's satisfy the fans but you're not always going to be satisfied. And that's what Game of Thrones has taught us. They cut off Ned Ned Stark's head in, within the first season. They killed Rob Stark, who everyone loved, who I loved. <laughs> it's still weird. It Really, he was one of my favorite characters. But they killed off Rob Stark. They killed off basically every single dog except for Ghost. Thankfully, they left one alive. And they killed off just so many big characters. Cersei, Jamie. The Hound, the Mountain, everybody. And I'm surprised that Tyrion didn't die either because he was such a big part of the story. And then they kill off Daenerys, who was a huge part of the story. I just didn't... It's it's whatever, I guess, because there's going to be more that happens. But now the question remains, what show are we going to watch now that Game of Thrones is over? And, you know, there was a TV show, and Josh had recommended this to me. It was Barry. And Barry's a really good TV show, by the way. I recommend you should go watch it. It's over on HBO. So, I mean, it's it's a little bit like, I would say, Breaking Bad, but backwards. So, instead of Walter White turning into Heisenberg, it's, it's Barry, who is played by uh, Bill Hader, is already Heisenberg, and he's trying to turn into Walter White. So, he's, tr- he's a bad guy that's a hitman trying to turn into a good guy and be an actor and have a relationship but he can't escape the hitman life and who he's who he knows and those that he knows that he's not doing these things for anymore and not going in and killing these people they ask him to are now coming after him and he can't escape killing more people 30 minute episodes i really enjoy it because they're not too long 
it's interesting. It's got a lot of plot twists. So Barry is one I recommend you should watch if you're trying to find something to kind of fill in that time. Barry is a very good one. Another one I like to watch, and I mentioned this in the last episode, The League. I w I've already watched it all, but The League is a very good one to just rewatch as well along with The Office and whatever one of those shows you like to kind of when you're doing something and to have something playing in the background. The League is hilarious, but my favorite character on there, definitely Rafi. If Rafi and Dirty Randy are the two funniest, there's Taco, who's kind of funny every now and then, and then the, uh, the rest of them are kind of like, eh. But if it was too much Rafi, it would be too much. So... But the guy that plays Rafi is hilarious in every single show. I also watched uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a pretty good one as well. It's on Hulu. And The League is on Hulu as well. It used to be on Netflix, but now both on Hulu. So those two are very good ones to watch. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it's pretty funny. This last season, it, it's it's okay. But I, I really do enjoy the... Man, why can't I think all of a sudden of who plays Jake Peralta. Gosh, Andy Samberg. I'm so dumb. Andy Samberg and playing Jake Peralta. It's he's a hilarious actor. I love him. He's a he's he does really well playing in Brooklyn Nine-Nine along with Terry Crews. Terry Crews is a funny guy. So if if you like that type of stuff, if you like the detective stuff, but also it's like a comedy, it's really good. It's a really good uh, office comedy type thing, like The Office and like The League. So The League, Brooklyn Nine-Nine are two I recommend watching just for fun. Barry is a really good one to watch if you're wanting something more intense. But I also pulled up a list of things right here of like the top episodes to go and watch after Game of Thrones. And I haven't even reached all these. I also heard uh, my brother... He had told me uh, Chernobyl on HBO is an amazing little miniseries. I think it's a uh, three-part, three-part, one-hour episodes. He said it, it's amazing and super informative. So go give Chernobyl a try. I'm going to go give it a try tonight. But let's go ahead and jump into what these recommendations are. According to DigitalTrends.com, Rick Marshall, it says Black Sales is number one. And this is on Stars, so... Not many of y'all are going to have stars, but it says, Imagine all of the intrigue, gritty violence, drama, and sex of Game of Thrones set in a world of piracy on the high seas, and you'll understand why Black Sails was such a popular show throughout its four-season run on stars. The series was framed as a prequel to Robert Louis Stevenson's classic novel Treasure Island and follows the pirates of New Providence Island as they attempt to make a life for themselves outside of society's rules. So another one that's next on the list is Deadwood. It says Game of Thrones might be the darling of HBO audiences right now, but Deadwood has long been considered one of the best programs the network has ever aired. It says set during the late 1800s, the series follows the residents of Deadwood, South Dakota, as the region grows from camp to town before being annexed as part of the Dakota Territory. So it's almost like more of a West old western type TV show. Another one here, it's Frontier, and this, for you Game of Thrones fans, is going to have the same actor that played Khal Drogo as the lead character, Jason Momoa, and it is Frontier, available on Netflix. It says, Jason Momoa's time on Game of Thrones was over far too soon for many fans, along with me, but the Aquaman star found a new small screen home in this Netflix series. The historical drama premiered in 2016 and stars Momoa as an outlaw, in 1700s Canada, who's on a mission to destabilize the Hudson Bay Company's hold over the fur trade during that period. So another one next is Gunpowder, available on HBO. 
The Last Kingdom, also available on HBO. It says, like Game of Thrones, the series is based on a popular series of novels uh, from the Saxon stories, but it doesn't feature dragons, zombies, or magic. Uh, that's on Netflix. And then another one, Outlander. A lot of people know of Outlander. This is on Stars. It said it's based on Diana Ga uh, Gabaldon's series of novels about World War II nurse Claire Randall, who finds herself transported back in time to 1743 Scotland, where she falls in love with Highland warrior Jamie Fraser. I don't know if I'll watch that. There's Spartacus on here. Vikings I've heard a lot about, and this is on the History Channel. It said it made this project its first original scripted series when it premiered in 2013, and the network's gamble paid off in a big way with the series earning critical praise for its depiction of the rise of Viking hero Ragnar Lothbrok. Travis Fimmel portrays Ragnar, a farmer who became a legend through his exploits in England and the surrounding regions, and eventually ascended to become the Scandinavian king. So it says, brilliantly scripted and acted, the show explores the hierarchy of the Viking era, era and how many of its famous figures found glory through clever interactions with surrounding regions and violent battles. So it's available on Amazon Prime Video and Hulu. So that's a good one. It says on the horizon here, Amazon has a Lord of the Rings series that's coming out. I don't know how I feel about that because there's already way too many uh, Lord of the Rings stuff. I didn't like all the Hobbit prequels. I, I guess Lord of the Rings was a decent one. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, you can hate on me. I thought it was decent, but there's just... They're so long, man. I, they were really long movies. But basically, this one says it's not expected to premiere until 2021. And there are a few details about it. But it says including the official title are available at this point. But this show's association with one of the most greatest fantasy sagas ever told is enough to make it a must-see project. The series, based on J.R.R. Tolkien's epic story of men, elves, orcs, and dwarves, among other creatures, is shaping up to be one of the most expensive television projects ever made which is another thing it shares in common with game of thrones and that's what's so crazy i think i'd seen a thing about game of thrones that had been um what was it i think that they started out with a really low budget and then the budget grew so much that they were able to do all these special effects and all that good stuff that you saw at the end of the season as it went on especially with the dragons coming along and all that good stuff but i wanted to go ahead now and give you this amazing recipe that you should definitely cook for dinner tonight or for lunch or for breakfast it is just that dang good let me get it pulled back up here because i want to tell you the right thing oh my gosh it is so good guys i really can't believe it and i have another good one that i'll give you in the next episode it's for a uh, strawberry cake i believe and it is so great i love it so Let's see here. I don't know if I have it still. Let's see. Maybe it's in my photos. Got to keep looking all the way up here. All right. Got a lot of junk, junk, junk. You know, this explains why I always get this uh, iCloud storage is full. Because I have so much junk that I do not delete off my phone. It is ridiculous. Oh, yeah. By the way, while, while I'm trying to pull this up. So I got my wisdom teeth removed on Monday. And, of course, like this one, one on my left side was infected. So, th this one, my left side of my cheek right now, if you could see, I have, my cheeks look like chipmunks. I can't smile. I'm surprised I'm able to podcast. So, that's why there's been a little bit of a break. But, doing good, if you were wondering. But, yeah, I'm all good. But, man, it freaking hurts. This sucks not being able to eat any good food because... 
there's these Tapatio Doritos that are all around that I want to eat so bad. I want to go and eat some good Mexican food, and I can't. I can't go to any dang Tex-Mex restaurants, can't eat chips. I've had to eat soft crap the entire time, and soft stuff coming in, it, it comes soft out, if you know what I'm saying, and it's it's not the greatest thing because it's, I mean, it, it hits you like crazy now, especially like only eating this junk. It's like I'm eating junk food constantly. So, and I usually try and eat pretty healthy. So it's it's a big change going from eating healthy to having to eat junk. So I've basically one of my dinners would consist of mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese. And it would be a huge helping of macaroni and cheese and mashed potatoes. And then another one, last night was my first real one, went to P.F. Chang's, had uh, lao mein noodles with uh, chicken. And man, that was super difficult to eat because didn't know that... Uh, didn't know that they would come out in huge chunks because you can eat noodles and stuff, but didn't know that they were going to be huge chunks of chicken. So I had to cut that up, eat with my front teeth, which is super difficult. I don't know if you've ever tried eating with your front teeth. It is really hard. I felt like a horse trying to eat. And man, the food gets so stuck in your teeth and everything. Oh, it stinks. But yeah, so got my wisdom teeth removed. It hurts. I don't know how. I don't know how people are able to do I tried watching some of the surgery visit uh, videos too and I don't know how I didn't scare myself out of doing it really I was fine whenever they said oh we're just gonna put you under anesthesia and laughing gas and I guess I I don't know I guess I had a high afterwards because I was doing stuff someone filmed I, they'd we'd gotten ice cream or something afterwards and I'll see if I can ever find a picture I think my girlfriend might have it she took a picture of me but I had ice cream completely all over my face. I couldn't feel a thing all over my face, my shirt, everywhere. I just couldn't escape it. It was so bad. You know, eventually I'm going to find this dang recipe on here. I'm going to keep scrolling up on my phone. I won't keep talking about uh, my wisdom teeth because that's uh, kind of gross, right? But let's see right here. No, don't want this. Got old apartment stuff on there. So basically what these are, though, they're these enchiladas. They're cheesy chicken enchiladas. And I want to give you the correct recipe. So I'm keep. I'm going to continue to scroll up in my, um, right here in my photos because I know I saved it somewhere. Uh, let me see. Okay, so I guess I didn't save it, but I'll go ahead and give it to you from the top of my head because I've made it so many times. So what you're going to want to do while you're on your way home driving back from work today or tomorrow or whenever the heck you listen to this podcast, go stop at Walmart or whatever your local grocery store. Grab some tortillas. You want to get either, it doesn't really matter, but I prefer using the fajita-sized tortillas. Flour is what I prefer, but you can use corn if you want. So you also will get 8 ounces of cream cheese. You will get either boneless, you can get a bag of boneless chicken, or if you want to make it easy, you can get a rotisserie chicken that's freshly baked in the deli, and you can just take that home and tear it up. And you want to get a about 16-ounce bag or 12-ounce bag of cheese if you like, if you're really into cheese like me. You want a can of, enchil of Old El Paso enchilada sauce, and you'll want, a, uh, you'll want a packet of Old El Paso enchilada seasoning or taco seasoning. So what you're going to do is you're going to shred up the chicken whenever you get home. If you have it in a bag, you can boil the chicken and wait for it to cook. If you want to season it a little bit in the water, you can. 
but the best way to do it is just uh, put it in there and then you can put cold water under it or whatever you're gonna put it in the oven anyways and so you're gonna you're gonna let it boil and whenever that chicken gets done boiling you're gonna take it out let it cool off or put put it under cold water or whatever you want to do you tear it up and then you uh so and then you put the eight ounces of cream cheese you put the chicken and if you get a rotisserie chicken you just tear up that chicken as well it's already made so it just skips the step of having to boil it so you tear that up into little bitty shreds put it in a bowl with the eight ounces of cream cheese and then you'll put in a i i I usually do like one and a half cups of cheese with it or two really it's kind of you get to choose however much cheese you want to put in it but start at like one cup or one and a half cups of cheese put that in there and then with your hands it's going to get a little bit sticky on your hands so if you want to spray it with some cooking oil go ahead and do that so you're just going to smash it together until it all becomes really really creamy and the chicken isn't in clumps of cream cheese so when all of it gets mixed together, oh yeah, and you put the taco seasoning in there as well. So you so you mix all that together, and then it should become this really, really good looking and smelling uh, creamy chicken-ish. It should have like a reddish tint with this taco seasoning. You'll know when it's done. As long as there shouldn't be any chunks of cream cheese, it should just be kind of creamy. So now what you do is you get a you pinch a little bit of handful, or maybe not a handful, however however much you want to put in each enchilada. So you're gonna roll, you're gonna roll however much in each uh, little little tortilla. You're gonna roll it up. If you want to close both ends, you can. If you want to leave it open, you can do that as well. Um, and then you're gonna you're gonna use all of that that's been made in the bowl to fill up however many tortillas you have, or however many enchiladas you want to make with however much chicken you want to put in them. So before you put them in a pan, and you want to put them in like kind of a kind of a thick pan. I don't know the exact word. Uh, the ones that have like a little bit of height to them, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, you put put like a quarter of that enchilada of red enchilada sauce on the bottom of the pan. Along after you spray it first, and then put a quarter of the enchilada sauce on the pan. And then you kind of you move it around, let it let it kind of get all across the bottom of the pan. And then you lay your enchiladas uh, that you've rolled up down with the end of the tortilla on the bottom. If you if you're, you know what I'm saying. So like whatever part that unrolls it, you put that on the bottom of the pan. And then after you lay them all out, you can lay them out however you want or however it's going to fit. Now it's time to layer more enchilada sauce on it. So just basically use the rest of that can and go across the rest of your enchiladas there. And then after, I, I like, I love cheese. So I put a lot of cheese as much as you want. Usually I do about another cup or cup and a half of cheese on the top of it and then cover it in foil and then you pop it in the oven on I think it's 375 or 400 for 15 minutes I believe I think it's 15 minutes and then after that 15 minutes you take off the foil and then let it cook in there for another 15 minutes and then you take it out of the oven and voila you have the best and most cheesy enchiladas ever you won't think that anyone can make them better than yourself because they are so good you can thank me later. You know what? You should just follow me on Instagram and on Twitter for that, at Shantz underscore five or at Shantz five altogether. Or give me a rating on my podcast and I'll send you some cool stuff. But th- it's a really great recipe. I love it and I love making it. And 
it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun if you enjoy cooking. I love to cook, and I have another really cool recipe I want to tell y'all in the next podcast for a delicious strawberry cake. But uh, the next thing I wanted to tell y'all was an amazing restaurant that I had that we took our, our mom to for Mother's Day. It was called Excellent Cafe. There's two locations. There's one in Carrollton, and there's one in Little Elm. Or, yeah, Little Elm, I think. And it is so good or it was Carrollton and Frisco it's something like that I think it was Frisco and Carrollton I don't know but it was so good it's so cheap compared to seven mile cafe and I still really like snooze but the difference between this and snooze is snooze is all a la carte stuff this is all together so you get a huge serving I'd ordered a skillet and it was a meat lover skillet so it had uh, eggs cheese hash browns that you could get as normal hash browns or you could get them as sweet potato hash browns but I just stuck with the normal hash browns Um, it's got, yeah, so eggs, ham, cheese, bacon, sausage, um, and it's got the hash browns on it, and it's a huge skillet, and then it comes with your choice of pancakes, toast, or like an English muffin, I think. You can get two pancakes, you get two pancakes with it. Ten bucks. Ten bucks, guys. It is so affordable, it is amazing, I can't wait to go and eat there again, because you can choose any flavor for just a dollar extra. So I got chocolate chip pancakes. So paid like $10.50 or something for my humongous meal that was so delicious at Excellent Cafe. That's E-G-G-S-E-L-L-E-N-T Cafe. And it is amazing. Go look it up on Google. And you need to go there because it is amazing. If you're ever in the DFW Metroplex, just hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. And I'll tell you all the great places to go and eat. And I'm going to continue to make awesome podcasts for you guys. But I hope you enjoyed listening to this latest podcast. And I hope you have an amazing drive home or an amazing rest of your day, night, morning, whenever you're listening to this. I love you all. Thank you so much for listening to Guaranteed Entertainment. And be sure to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shantz underscore five on Twitter. That's S-C-H-A-N-T-Z underscore five or on Instagram at Shantz five. I love you guys. Have a great day. We'll see you next time.